0: really it's about being multi-skilled and how long are you going to be able to keep competitive in a really really increasingly competitive job market so for me building something will mean that yeah we we won't have to be putting in the same high intensity level of you know work down the line so welcome back to the peak reach podcast i am with jack eaton the co-founder of
1: peak reach and today we're going to be exploring should i start my own business so for context, over this bank holiday weekend, I had three separate friends say that they were thinking of leaving their employers and thinking of starting their own businesses in various fields. Having done so ourselves, Jack, uh, they asked me, should I start my own business? And yeah, it, it got to a long chat basically. <laughs> uh, but yeah, there's obviously pluses and minuses for both, but jumping straight in, what was your first thoughts, Jack?
0: My first thought was, what do you think the dream is? What do you think people think of when they think you're your own boss? You know, what do you think they, like, ideate as as being the perks? You know, do they think that you just cut away from work and you're out on a beach just, you know, surfing with your little laptop and everything's fine? I, I just think, yeah, I wonder, first of all, you know, what do you think people... Think from the other I, side.
1: Yeah, I think there's different mo- motives for it. Really, some people just want to be their own bosses. Some people are like pushed out. It's like a push or pull, really. Some people are pushed out. They feel like they're not. They're stuck at where they are. It's a dead end. There's no options. And really, the companies. I wouldn't say they're like actively like you, you're gonna leave are redundant. Although it can happen, that can be a push. But sometimes they feel like I'm going to stay at the same place. I know for me, I was, when I was looking at my bosses, I was thinking, do I want to be them back when I was at the ad agency? And I hope they're not listening <laughs> because be savage, but I was like, absolutely <laughs> not. Like, uh, I remember thinking, I don't want to be doing this when I'm, you know, any of these manager roles. Um, but then, yeah, some people are pulled towards something, I guess. And that's where I think you are getting at. Like what, what is the, mo- what, why are they going for it? Basically what's their hmm. motive
0: for it? Yeah. I think, I mean, from my perspective, I think maybe you know whether it was a push or pull. I definitely wanted to to have something where it was of my own creation. I didn't want to you know feel like I was putting in the hours, you know, and I'll be doing that indefinitely, perpetually, um, mm-hmm. and not really knowing where that's going and um, I guess not really being at the helm of that. So I like to think of being my own boss as kind of like a mortgage, but for your, for your own career, it's kind of like, you know, you're not going to wake up your own boss and everything's made for you. But you know that when you are kind of like putting in those hours, you are paying off your own kind of realization, you know, your own dream as it were. Um, and I like that. I mean, not, but that said, I mean, if you are an employee and you've got a very specific, you know, idea of where you want to be career wise, um, if you're very well organized, then um, I guess, you know, people might see it from that side in the same way that, oh, well, if I put in this many hours, I'll work towards that promotion. And then eventually I want to be, I don't know, a manager here or or do X, Y, Z. Um, so, Yeah. I like to think that for me, um, the allure is that, you know, the kind of sweat of my brow, if it were, um, is kind of going to me rather than going to somebody else. Mm -hmm. And
1: having, even, even doing this and having started your own business, if you go back and you're, you're yourself back then before you started and your former self said, should I start my own business? What would you say to them? My heart say, might break now, <laughs> but be honest, Jack.
0: <laughs> Sorry, James. Don't don't work with James. <laughs> <laughs> don't work, with James. Um, no, I I think I'd say you know do it because you can always do it the other way around. Um, but you know it's not going to be easy. So I think I don't know. I've grown grown up around you know obviously. You know, my parents and, you know, the norm is not to be your own boss. I mean, let's just get that out of the way. Um, and so you grow up with this culture of that, of that's normal to go and, you know, either climb the career ladder or check in, check out. Uh, you know, those are the two types of people, I think. You know, you get people that do constantly want to look to next, the next position, um, the next pay packet. Um, and and, you know the increase in that and you get the others that it's just a means to their life you know they just want to um, you know have a happy fulfilled life but they're not necessarily financially or kind of merit oriented so I think you know that's that's kind of interesting Um, but I don't know I just I, I just think that for me it's taught me a lot of different things about taking that control. And, you know, it is way easier to think I've got to be here for this many hours in that environment, and then kind of put in the work and leave at five and not have a thought. Uh, you know, I've done that before. I'm sure you have as well. Although the agencies are bad for that, <laughs> probably, um, you know, it's, it's not always as clear cut. But um, I think that's what been one of the big things for me. It's been like um, trying to reinstate some kind of control over my own life, because when it is your own thing, you don't have the luxury of thinking I work until that time. Um, and then it's, you know, someone else's problem. I mean, do you, do you find it kind of, you find that it's hard to connect you know, or disconnect?
1: Mm. As in now?
0: Yeah, I mean, just in comparison to you know previous roles, I think we've both been on you know the each of the sides now, haven't we? I mean, do you think that it's you know easy to kind of disconnect from your work, or has that taken time?
1: I can well, I can tell you relate to someone who's employed because and they're feeling like they're getting pushed. And, because some jobs there's a culture of if you don't do the hours, you're contracted certain hours, so you're contracted nine to five or something. And then the culture is if you left before seven, the office, then people would be like questioning what you're doing. And there'll be like talk behind your back or your manager wouldn't think you're doing a good job. You've given so much work that's outside the nine to five. And while if you were like, sorry, I've done my nine to five, that's like, it's, it sounds like easy. She should like, shouldn't be walked all over, but like anyone who works in the agency will just say, that's just how it is. Or, and I don't know there'd be some kind of excuse so sometimes in a job yeah you can do nine to five and that's it and obviously there's more hours in your own doing your own business definitely but it depends on your job I guess like if you're going to get pushed out for because at the end of the day at least you're building your own thing um, so this is what I kind of said I said to them because one of them was in a quite a decent job but it just wasn't progressing first thing I said basically was self-employment is overrated though like I know there's a big culture of uh, you know, hustle or like do your own thing, entrepreneurship and stuff. But it's, um, it's certainly not the case, really. I don't think it's uh, it's not sexy. That it comes out, and there's a lot of work and hours you have to put in. Um, the other thing I said was basically talking about job security. So I think over with the coronavirus, you know, I think it's brought it into light. Actually, a lot while people are employed, it used to be like, oh, you know, you have job security you get like employment you don't have to worry about clients and where they're coming from yeah. and stuff which is true but actually if you own the company you're not gonna be the first to be fired <laughs> you're gonna be the last one so it's like you actually only have job security truly if you're employed a uh, self-employed sorry um uh, going on the point you said about like what's your reason for starting it um i think the main question as well is like do you I'm not sure if everyone would agree with this, but I think, do you enjoy it? Do you really enjoy it? Like, are you prepared to uh, put in, you know, 10 to 12 hours a day, Monday to Friday, maybe work at weekends as well, at least for the first year, full well-knowing as well that it may not work out and it, you know, lots of businesses fail. I can't remember the stat, but wasn't it like seven in 10? Was it half a business? It was was
0: crazy. it was like most most businesses fail after well before the first year or after the first year yeah <laughs> two very different stats there yeah i know <laughs> most, most businesses fail you know until they make the year mark kind of thing yeah they don't survive yeah um, yeah I, I i think that it's a really interesting point about you know being the first to go i mean i guess if you're working at a a big establishment, for example, you you know, you would expect to have that job security if you're a higher manager or something like that, you've got to think about you know your role. Um, I guess because I guess one of the big one of the big things um, for me as well is I like to think that, you know, just going back to the kind of putting in my own labor for my own benefit I, do like to, I would like to think about um, momentum, really. So if you're building something for yourself, I'd like to think that, you know, in however, however many years, that momentum kind of really, really picks up. And, you know, I'm not going to have to be putting in the same startup hours mm-hmm. as now, you yeah. know, or the past year. Um, and I just think if you put that into you know, context right next to being a, a salaried employee. Is that ever going to happen? I mean, really, it just looks like actually retirement is the ages getting, you know, higher and higher and higher. People used to, you know, like our granddads and stuff, you used to finish one of your maybe two jobs, three jobs in your whole life. Um, probably within the same career and get gold watch or something Mm. Um, and you know and and that was it and now I mean really it's about being multi-skilled and how long are you going to be able to keep keep you know competitive in a really really increasingly competitive job market so for me building something that hopefully will be a little bit fortress of a you know security and have momentum to supplement our own kind of well-being will mean, you know, that, yeah, we, we won't have to be putting in the same high intensity level of, you know, work down the line. And, and that to me is kind of like paying it forward to ourselves right now by taking what I would say is it, it is a much harder route. I mean, I've all my friends that are salaried employees. I mean, everything seems easier if they're not in an agency background especially Mm -hmm. it just seems easier it seems more flexible it seems you know because if you're serious about your business it it isn't as flexible as you imagine it you're not you're i mean you're not you're not just the boss of everything let's get that out of the way because we have clients and they come first Mm -hmm. so it's not if you don't have a, a gigantic team it's not always as easy as putting on the out of office and saying, "Bye world, I'm done, Hmm. is it? I mean, you know, there's got to be some kind of trade-off there, I think, if if we're going to make it. I don't think people think about that when they think about just cutting the reins and I'm going to start my own thing. If your employer is saying, or making you
1: do, through this culture, nine to seven or long hours, and you're putting in all that work and you're not really developing or learning, even if you are, you know you're basically i think you just basically get mugged off because i get it if you're being employed and you're doing nine to five and you're getting the hours and you're learning that's great and they respect that if you're getting contracted nine to five and you're doing like nine to seven nine to eight long hours and that's expected and it's this weird culture then you're like having the worst of both worlds basically Mm. and you're being exploited
0: it's a really weird feeling around this topic as well because
1: you you're would, not ever it, scared to say it, aren't they? I think if you're if you're employed, no way you're going to speak out about this while you're with an employer.
0: No, I mean if you'd ask if you'd ask people, you know, most people, well, a lot of people from a certain area or whatever, do you think this is fair? you get paid for this, but you're doing this; it's expected. People go on about modern slavery. I mean, you know, you might be getting yeah, you might be getting like a, an okay wage, you know, and you know, in all in all honesty, you know you know, we live in a Western world. A lot of people can kind of survive. Okay. If they've got a, you know, okay job, but when that's, you know, when that is expected, it's breaking, it's just legally breaking your contract is just devaluing what the agreement is towards what, what you and your company should be kind of doing. So already you're not in alignment, are you? I mean, mm. you're being taken for a ride and the idea is don't you want this to succeed? Or like, you know, everyone else is doing it. And it's like, okay, well, why don't you give me some of your pay and I'll be here with you? Why not? Um, I, I just don't think you get away with that because it is kind of a, you know, you're expected to pitch in mentality. Um, and I just think that is that's a that is a bit of a problem, isn't it? Because how many, how many people have the security to be able to turn around and go, well, actually, mate, I'm not getting paid for that. Because then you're the problem. You're stubborn. You're uncooperative you know you're basically you know lazy or you're not on the team side and because of you i don't know your teammate gary who always stays late is going to have to do even more work to carry the slack it's it's a that's a bad culture i think Mm -hmm. but there are lots of you know places of employment where that doesn't happen
1: right yeah it's true There's, it is it doesn't but the people i was talking to actually that it was kind of happening so it's just interesting
0: what were your other friends saying then about whether they should do it? So one of them kind of felt like he wasn't progressing. What about the other ones?
1: Uh, he was a grad who was like, he's stepping into it. He's finding it's a lot of work. He was like, he was like, it's starting on a business on your own worth it. I'm currently doing this grad job and doing this on the side. The grad job is really, you know, it's paying the wages and he's setting up this thing on the side, doing like an Amazon business. What I'd say to him is you have to love it and you have to be doing it willingly outside your work. You should never like jump, this is what I said to all of them actually, you should never just jump ship into a business and start it without having built it up first on the side. Because A, it shows that you're actually passionate and you'll be willing to take the crap that will hit you in the bad times because you're already doing long hours because you're doing it on top of your business. So you're passionate Mm enough. B, it builds up to a point where it's making income and it's going to actually sustain you. So you need like at least a six months buffer before you're going to jump. And you need to have this thing going. You don't want to just like suddenly say, oh, no, thanks to your old business. And then they're like, okay, we well, can't work for us again. Basically a lot of companies will be like that. They're like, okay, you want to go? That's it then we're going to just find someone else. If you leave and then you start a business, it's madness. You need to have that business already going where it's almost taking over your current job or at least like a living wage of like, you know, 10k or something, like a year per annum. If that's if you can like that's the thing. If you can eat shit for that long and actually be willing to earn 10k, depends what the business is, I guess. If it's but even when I just quit my agency job because I hated it so much and did video, I only picked up a camera like three months before, three or four months before I quit. But at least then I I just constantly day and night had gone out with the camera, and learned to like sh- constantly shooting things to get a point where I have a portfolio where I was getting paid work. And I had paid work lined up to sustain me for a while. Like even when I was traveling, I was like, okay, I'm going to travel. I'm going to set up to work with these companies and constantly reaching out to people and trying to sell what I was doing. So it was like, yeah, don't start your, you start your business before you leave your old job for sure. You should have that job paying the bills and have a buffer so it can keep you going and you've got to love it because as we said in the last podcast, hard work, you know, hard work doesn't equal success. So you need to like, make sure you're essentially enjoying yourself in the process of doing it to then that'll mean you'll be doing hard work, which will, you will do enough hard work and you will sustain and keep going and won't drop out so then you can be successful.
0: Definitely. I mean, when I first started out, I was taking off leave just to be able to go and shoot, you know, Mm. if I had a day shoot, I'd just be. Or a few days, you, I'd be just off taking that leave, you know. Yeah, you kind of you. It's, it was a weird one as well because when you starting off, you're not, especially in you know video production, you're not going to be commanding the highest prices because you're starting off. So you know the irony that you're kind of, oh, you know, for example, in my case, I was I was taking off some leave. Um, and not making a, a huge, huge substantial amount more than what I was missing out on by, you know, doing video production. But it was just that, yeah, I was playing that long game and thinking a bit tact- tactfully, really. Um, I, I do think that you've got to love it. I mean, yeah, I, when, I, when I started off, I was still in, you know, Plymouth. And I was kind of getting on literally 12-hour mega buses to go to London. Uh, overnight, and then you know, getting off the mega bus, and then going to shoot, you know, for eight, nine in the morning. Um, I look back and I think, how, how, how did I manage that? Oh, the young body. But you know, if you can't, if you can't at least, you know, it's peaks and troughs, and if you can't at least summon up the, you know, oomph to kind of, you know, plough through the troughs and kind of really take the peaks a little bit higher, then I think that's maybe a warning sign that maybe you're just unhappy in your job and maybe you should just look for another job, not necessarily do, you know, your own thing because maybe it's the culture,
1: maybe it's the people, maybe it's actually not, maybe you're just in a rut, maybe you just needed a breath of fresh air, but it doesn't mean you have to start your own business. Um, Yeah, I think it's a very good point.
0: Yeah, I mean, I, I think, you know, we've talked about, I guess, having, being able to basically invest in yourself through your business, invest in your own well-being and keep that momentum up. That's a positive. Um, and We've also talked about how it's always, you know, it's not always so rosy, um, you know, to just jump ship and you've got to at least not act on impulse and have some kind of, you know, tactic behind what you're doing in some kind of plan. I think one of the other things as well is about, you know, controlling, you know, learning to control um, your own life within being self-employed because it's easy if you know that you clock off at five in an employed role and think, okay, I've got plans. It's a lot harder when you know that when you're self-employed, the work doesn't stop There is no, you know, assignment finished kind of thing because you're trying to perpetually grow, build, grow, build and sustain this thing that you've created. So you need to then have enough self-control and HR skills, self-awareness, you know, and all sorts of other random kind of soft skills, if you want to call it that, to be able to make sure that you're not going to burn out and that you're still productive and your clients are happy. Um, and you need to know when, when to push and when to kind of like rest. That's something you just don't need to think about when you're employed. <laughs> that's like, I'm going to go get beers with James cause I finished work at five. I'll, I'll meet him at six. You know, uh, that that's a different mindset. If you're self-employed, you gotta think, okay, you know, I'm just putting these couple of hours. I mean, you were recently away. Um, you know, you're away. Uh, you know, last week working away, you're still working. But you know, you were telling me how, yeah, you know, you notice trying to do all these different things is pulling and demanding time. And I, I was thinking about this, and I think it's because it doesn't matter if it's 30 minutes, and it doesn't matter if it's you know an hour and a half. But we work until you know five. And then those extra 30 minutes after that, you know, those extra hour and a half, two hours, you know, whatever it might be, even if it's 30 minutes, you think about that every day. They're hidden hours, they're hidden hours because you want to make it work. And that's not written into a contract and that's not something, you know, so so you do have that as well, almost in that agency sense, you do have that, um, but that's because you want to do it and you don't have to. So I think that that's, that can be something to consider as well, you know, that you do need to control your time a lot. I think if someone asked me, would you start your own business? What what are the key points? I would say think about it for more than a couple of weeks. Um, You know, think about what you actually want long-term and short-term out of it. Is it that you just want to change and you want to be your own boss? Or is it that, you know, you want to... I don't know, be able to retire and be financially independent before you're 80. <laughs> um, you know what? So what's your game? What's your game plan? Um, have the tactics to back up your game plan. Know the risks, and I say, you know, give it a shot. Really, because you can always go back, but put a time limit on it. That's what I. That's what I've done, and I think that that works wonders because. You need to know when to cut something, whether it's a venture, whether it's a job, whatever it is, you need to know how long you're going to give something to try it out. You want And just keep grinding the ax to see if it, you know, you can make it happen. Mm -hmm. I think it, for me, it'd be,
1: um, I would ask back, have you started your Like if they're like talking about jumping ship, should I start my business? It's like, are you currently already full-time employed and have you started already? So I wouldn't say leave, start your own business, stay, start your own business. Then jump ship when it's going well, because it shows, do you actually want it? Because you'll have to be putting in so much hours above what you're currently doing Um, and some people may have families and stuff, but to be honest, like even if you're later in life, and I'm not saying like don't start a business, but if you have a family or have loads of responsibilities, if it's better to like still try and do it around when you can in the evenings and the weekends than leave your job, have no income coming in and then put your family at risk mm-hmm. trying to start this business. So you've got to find a way, you've got to find some way of being smart of your time to fit to start building it at least to where it's at a level where you're comfortable making a wage to cover you. It's because, yeah, and you need to, that validates it. Like do you, are you, do you enjoy it enough to be able to take the crap to then start on the side and then when you jump, you already have the business to to jump to basically. So that would be my advice is build it first because there's two things and you need to have the passion for it.
0: I think that's... And, really and, and
1: it also it validates that you have the skills as well. Do you have the skills to put it off? Like I'm not saying quit before you start but you should definitely be you, you you can when you get to the point, you can monetize it, it's the thing that becomes a business from being a passion or a hobby or an interest.
0: Exactly. yeah, not only validating whether you' you're personally capable, but validating whether your brilliant business idea is capable because it's not just you know services like video production, you know your your friend who was thinking about an Amazon company, you know an Amazon business and stuff like that. Yeah. He'll know, he'll know within a year of trying that or however long it is. Are people buying his stuff? Are they, or are they not? Or can you get a paid video gig or can you not? I think that's so important.
1: Lastly, it doesn't always have to be like the, sounds weird, but it doesn't actually always have to be the, the passion you're doing. It can be the process of just doing it for yourself. Like if it's the business side, it could be like maybe mundane, but if the business is, I don't know, like a cleaning business. You don't have to absolutely love cleaning, but if you love the idea of building that for yourself and you get enjoyment, you're still willing to put those hours in, and if you kind of like cleaning, then that counts. It doesn't have to be the passion. Thanks, Jack. Good chat. No problem. Yeah. <laughs> and thank you for listening as well. Uh, really appreciate you tuning in. And we've got a couple of interesting guests coming up: a a LinkedIn expert, we've got a TikTok expert, and we've got a personal branding expert, all talking about starting out entrepreneurship and how to make the most of these tools so yeah tune in and we'll talk to you soon thanks ciao